Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Go with me to Romans 10.8. Woo! I am telling you what, man, I feel the Holy Ghost. How about you? We're going to give us some time. Go to Romans 10.8. We've been talking about faith. Amen. We're in his faith seminar, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make it real easy and simple. And um, you know, I was I was um, I was laughing in the morning. We should have bought that TV where you could draw on there. Remember that TV we were gonna buy? <laughs> they brought this thing to the they brought the thing to the church when we were doing the church, and they're like, "You want this thing?" I was drawing on it, you know, and I was like, "Maybe we use it." I don't think we were gonna use it, so we didn't get it. But I figured my ADD would kick in. I start drawing stick figures during <laughs> service and stuff. Like, it was kind of cool, Joel. Like, I was really ready to run plays. Okay, ready? Here we go. Sean, block left. Here's where I'm going to set the hole. No, you can't. Forget it. It's like, because it's telestrated. But. Okay, now we're going to talk about faith. Okay? I, I'm a, you know what? Go to, go to Matthew 9, 27. Let's do this. Because I'm going to give you a bunch of scriptures. You sit on them and see, understand this. Okay? Faith, faith works the same all the time. You see it? It's up there. Praise the Lord. Yeah, whatever. We can have, we'll talk about whatever you want. <laughs> you guys are going to get in trouble in the front already. We ain't even three minutes in here, I feel it. Like. Somebody's going to get elbowed. <laughs> no. Listen. Yeah, she can hit me with a shoe that close. That's not smart. Whoever put her up here. And when Jesus departed, two blind men followed him, crying, saying, Hey, son of David, you have mercy on us? He said, Sure, I'll have mercy on you. All right? It's Jesus. Look at verse 28. We're going to go through this just a little bit. I want you to see it, right? And when he was coming in the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, you believe that I'm able to do this? They said, yeah, Lord, we believe you can. He said, okay, great. He said, then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, be it unto you. Okay? So Jesus has been doing this all throughout the Bible, okay? Simple definition of faith, that faith is this. Faith is simply what you believe. Write these down. Sit at them. Because it's very important. I'm going to go real slow because you're real smart. But sometimes going slow, see what it, I kind of do this. I say it. You hear it. You're smart. You grab it. And then God starts downloading what you need to hear where you're at. Because everybody in this room is in a different spot. So when you grab it, this is how I learn. Like, this is how I personally learn. The other day, I was listening to something. And when I heard it, it, opened up, it opens up like a pocket for you to hear greater revelation, and God spoke something to me that just put me through the roof in faith. You see what I'm saying? So that's why when you're in church, you pay attention. Because while you're paying attention, God goes, oh, Paul's here, boom, pops open the door, downloads what he needs, and then closes it behind him. But that's what you need to hear. Keith's over here, he's hearing something totally different, but it opens the door to access and revelation, and then you get what you need. So that's why we, when we go slow, we're just, we're just really we're thinking. Because this stuff I'm giving you is weighty. So like when it hits, you go, oh, that's it. So Jesus used faith and belief interchangeably all throughout the Bible. Why is that? So faith is simply what you believe. Now we have to figure out how you're going to produce beliefs in your life. Are you okay? You understand that? You're good. No, I know you're good. But I want you to get this. You got to produce beliefs in your life. Okay? Do you understand? So now take my take my triangles. Two lines. Whoosh. Take my lines. Like if you had a piece of paper, you draw a line. Whoosh. Okay? Your beliefs need to form. Okay? They got to be from the word of God. So let's just say word of God forms, strengthens what I believe. Okay? Because here's the thing. If the word of God does not form your beliefs, flesh and some carnal mess is going to be it. That's why this world's so screwed up out there. Because they don't have no governor of what truth is, so everybody believes everything and anything. Because morality is out the window, and nobody cares about what the Bible says. But they're, they, they don't care what the Bible says. We care. We live what the Bible says. So that's why you're not going to see eye to eye with people with a different pattern of beliefs. You know what I'm saying? It? So my beliefs have to start becoming formed and strengthened. 
by the word of God. Otherwise, my beliefs are going to be messed up. Bible school people, you know what I'm talking about. You've been here. You know what I'm saying. But this is important because everybody wants to say, where's the governing side of life? Well, the governing side of life doesn't really kick in proper think, say, and do. Come on, pay attention, right? Govern what I think, what I say, and what I do needs to be based upon my system of beliefs. So now my beliefs are really important because if my beliefs are not based, beliefs based in the word of God, what's based in my beliefs? Carnality. Well, ain't that big a deal? It probably is. Okay? So the word of God has to start becoming what forms, strengthens what I believe, and then my beliefs will start to govern what I think, what I say, and what I do. The thing with the church is we say faith must be in action. Yeah, but actions have to be filled with beliefs or they don't work. So watch this. Now let me show you how this works, okay? What do you think about righteousness? Now watch this. I got to go back to what's governing my life from my beliefs, and it better be found and formed in the word of God. Otherwise, my opinion of righteousness is going to be nothing like God's. Unless my beliefs are firm in I was made righteous, not actions have nothing to do with my righteous position. I've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and nothing can change that. How many of you know if you don't renew your mind to your new system of beliefs, you're going to live void of what righteousness in the earth, even though Christ wants you to have it. You're void of the revelation, even though you have the position. Go slow. We're going to take our time. I, I don't, you're going to think in here all month. This is like a PhD in spirituality, man. Yeah, this is good. This is what, I, this is what you pay me to do, though. You know what I'm saying? I'm the professor. I kind of like that. I like that. From now on, I'm going to change my name. Call me the professor. I like that better than doctor. Yeah, man. I'm the professor. Come on, man. No, I, this is the only thing I know. You don't want me fixing nothing at the house. I'm not bad with that nail gun, but you don't really want me to push that that far. You know what I'm saying? You definitely don't want me cutting no trees or nothing like that. I'm going to get all you guys. No, forget that. I'm not going over there. Right? Come on, I'm, I, I, I did electric, bro, you'd be proud of me. I did it with live wires. Yeah, it was big. Dennis got so mad at me. Then I was like, I did it. It was cool. I did it. I did nothing happen. And then Pastor Liz was like, oh, no, next time you cannot do that. I said, okay, well, then come with me. She's like, okay, now the power's off. We did all the stuff. The power wasn't off all the while. We didn't know what we were doing. But I had her with me. So supervision is not always safe. Remember that. Okay, supervision is not, remember that, young people, remember that, supervision is not always safe. Why? Because you might just be hanging with the wrong person, amen? So praise God. Come on, laugh a little bit, have fun. We're, honey, you're a very good influence on me, except when we do electrical work together, okay? So we're not going to do that no more, okay? We're not going to do that no more. All right, but we got Chris now, praise me to God, and I got Joel here all week. I'm not touching nothing in the house. Glory to God, amen. I feel the Lord in that. Okay, but did you get this now? Watch this. So now, now you guys are really smart. So get this. So if my, now this is important because if the word of God does not create form, first time you hear it, you form a belief. Every other time you see it thereafter, you start strengthening your beliefs. And if your beliefs are not governing your life, think, say, and do, I'm going to say this. You haven't formed it or you haven't strengthened it enough. See it? I was out here talking any way, old way I want to talk. You have not formed a belief of confession yet. And that's dangerous. So I ain't going to critique you where you're at because you can grow beyond this. We're, we're going good? Am I too fast? So we got to go, oh, okay. Don't be down on people and don't be judgmental. Don't be those goofy Christians. Because just because you're more developed than someone doesn't give you the right to critique their Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Cut it out. Just go, hey, you know what? Whatever, man. You know, it's whatever. I'm not all there. So I'm just, I'm growing in what I need to grow in. But you know what I'm saying? Like, if they're over here talking unbelief and doubt, they just haven't formed and strengthened their beliefs yet. Now, yeah, you know what it is? And then here's the deal. How much you govern is how much base you have in beliefs. Is this making a lot of sense? You know what I'm saying about that? Like, I'm going to say what I want to say when I want to say it. You have not formed the belief that your words got power yet. 
I'm going to talk when I want to talk, tell off who I want to tell off, do it all. I ain't going to forgive neither. See, you have, you're just showing me this. You carnal, but I'm not going to say you carnal. I'm just going to say you have not built a belief system. That's what faith is. You see this? And until you build your belief system, you ain't safe. Isn't this good? You ain't safe. You might say anything. <laughs> you know what I'm you know that one friend you bring to church and you know they cuss a little bit? You're like, oh, God, I pray to God you ain't got your hands up there. One time I laid hands on somebody in the line, and the guy was hilarious. Oh, my God, I laughed so hard. I prayed for him, you know. I prayed. And the name of Jesus, Baron, they were falling out. And the guy was like, oh, Shaw. And he put the wedding out. I said, oh, great. Praise the Lord. I was like, hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> I said, you know, you got that one friend? You know, he did, really did, but it fell out and everything. He's like, oh, and he was going back. He let out. Oh, I said, well, praise be to God. Today is a good day at church. Amen. And it wasn't loud neither. It was loud, loud. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't like, oh, poop. It was like, oh, boom. I went, whoa, my God. And then, you know, everybody in church doing this. Did he say that? What I thought, yeah, he said it. I just went, yeah, he said it. Don't just go move on. And you say it at home too, so shut your mouth, you sinner. Amen. Now, Come on. You know what I'm talking about. You build these belief systems based upon the word of God, but you got to understand something. If you don't build this belief system the way you need to build it for you, it's not going to work in a formula. It works based upon how much evidence you need to produce truth in your life. Does that make sense? So it might take you a little bit more or you a little bit less or you a little more. Why is this? Because I always thought this. A judge, that joker ain't never been at the scene of the crime. He just looks at evidence and comes up with a conclusion based upon the evidence that he has. So you need to produce, how is a, see, this is what we told you in church. And I'm not saying we did it or church, and I'm not mad at church. But keep hearing it over and over and over and over and over and over. And sooner or later, some magic handle from heaven is going to hit you in the head, and you're going to get faith. That is not true. Faith comes by hearing, but if you reject what you hear, faith doesn't work. And you got to hear again. So every time faith comes, you must be an acceptor of what you hear. So write this down. You must accept what you hear to be truth for it to become your truth. If you keep rejecting, faith doesn't really come and go and come and go. It just never takes root. That's Mark chapter 4. So when faith comes, you better accept it. Because what you don't understand, the devil steals. That's Mark 4. See what I'm saying? So this is what happened. Well, how come my faith? Why am I preaching this? How come my faith ain't working? Because you haven't figured out how to use it yet. It works the same. It's like electricity. Electricity is funny. There's laws of electricity work the same all the time. That's why if you don't know them, it'll kill you. For you guys that know it, it's easy. He just operates within the laws of it and doesn't try to manipulate it. He knows what it does. God's power is like electricity. God's kingdom works like that. You can't see electricity. You know, you can see it. You know what I'm saying? But you don't see it here. It's in there, though. You touch it, you get in trouble. See what I'm saying? So I'm not trying to be like this. You got to wire it right or it don't work. Same thing with faith. You don't wire it right, don't work. So why ain't it working? You're not wiring it right. Works the same every time, all the time. Okay? So where's the thing? Where's my beliefs? What are your beliefs? How do I know what your beliefs are? They're yours. How many do you need to tip your scale of unbelief? Because somebody in this room might need a whole lot more to tip the scale. I don't believe that. It's Okay. I really believe you wrestling with the ideas of the struggles internally that you need to is important. I don't see how he can do that. Well, go figure out a bunch of scriptures that show you how he does it. And then argue inside of yourself until you come up with agreement in the word of God. You must have internal argument of the word of God inside of you until you can get agreement with it. I don't have a problem with it. Argue it out inside. How could this be? Argue it out. Proof. Be a proof producer. Because this is what you got to understand. Because if you don't do these things, what happens is this. Well, you know, I guess it doesn't work. It works the same every time, all the time. You just got to establish these truths. Okay? Because I'm going to show you faith is two places, and that's where most people miss it. Is that okay? Faith is in the mouth and faith is in the heart. If you don't get them to connect, they don't work right. So you see what I'm saying? So I got to form beliefs based upon an accumulation of truths. So write this down. Accumulated truth is the only thing that produces faith. Does that make sense? Accumulated truth. Two or three witnesses let everything be established as a truth. You got to go get more witnesses from the word. You got to go get more scriptural evidence. 
1 John 5, 14 and 15, just write it down. It says, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, his word, he hears me. If I know he hears me, then I know he's going to grant me the petition that which I ask. You got to be scriptural. You, listen to me. God ain't going to do it because he's supposed to do it. He's going to do it because of faith. You understand that? He wants to do it for you. Okay? So you got to go get some scriptural evidence that what you're believing, you have access to. You know what I'm saying? And then you got to plant it. And you can't dig it up. Does that make sense? That's where most people miss it. They dig it up because it takes time. That's Mark chapter 4. Affliction and persecution arises for the word's sake. Am I making sense? You put it in the ground and then two-thirds of your problem is you get offended. Write it down. Two-thirds of your problem is you get offended. You don't get offended like mad, ticked off. You get offended because it's taking too long. You get offended because it doesn't look like it's working. You still got the pain in your body. It should have been gone by now. Don't get offended at the word of God. Two-thirds of your problem is you get offended. The other two-thirds is worry and fear comes in. Affliction, persecution, care of the world. Worry, fear, anxiety. Right? Should have happened. Blah, 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 blah. Why'd this happen? Don't get outside. Don't get out of your... Listen to me, man. Once you get in a system of beliefs, do not undo your theology based upon experience. You see what I mean by that? Don't undo your theology based upon an experience. Why they died? Well, some of them are. You don't know what's in the heart of people. Cut it out. That don't mean God ain't a healer. Look, you better get to the rubber meets the road, man, because this thing, this thing does... This thing's leaving casualties on the side of the road. If you're gonna have, if you're gonna have vacillating agreement inside, like you're gonna agree and disagree, you're gonna be in trouble, man. Because you're gonna get hit by all of it. Just agree with it. Because you're gonna get to heaven. You know, I was talking to somebody not too long ago. I had people even asking me the same question, and, and you don't know what God. Did. I had one one time, man. I'll tell you, it's okay because they ain't in the church. They've been gone for years. No, I prayed for them, right? And then something, it went wild. I told you, because I prayed for him. It was a miracle. Walked off the death of deathbed in, in, in another state. Got up. They were in Georgia. Got up off the deathbed. They're like, the doctor's like, I ain't never seen it. I've been doing this all my life. I ain't never seen nothing like this in my life. Swear to you. He came, prayed for him, prayed for her, the whole thing. And this ain't bragging on us. I'm just telling you what happened. Deathbed. Doctor said, I ain't never seen any of this in my life. Came, right? PL knows what I'm talking about. Came, everything. And then everything went downhill, and they wound up passing away later on. I said, I don't understand this stuff. What happened, God? So I got something in my heart. I got something in my heart so strong, what I thought it was, because I prayed about it. I said, I'm not, I'm not talking about that a day in my life. I would never bring that up. Because I was like, they're here, and then they're gone. And I was like, God, what's up? He's, and I felt like God was like, they'll go back to their old life. They were going back to their old life. I didn't say nothing. I said, I'll never repeat that a day in my life. The only reason why I'm repeating, I feel like the green light. I said, because her mama come to me years later. And she goes, what do you think happened? I said, I don't even want to tell you what I know. I don't even want to tell you what I heard. I said, if you tell me what God told you, I'll tell you. It was like one of them, you, you know, it was kind of, fun, kind of goofy. It was kind of funny, but it wasn't funny. I was like, I'll tell you what God told me if you'll first tell me what God told you, because I don't want to be an offensive jerk. That lady looked me square in the face. I almost started crying. She said, I felt like she had to go home because she wouldn't have listened. She wouldn't have stuck. I said, that's what I felt. I said, God don't take nobody, though. I said, I can't understand this. I said, we get to heaven, you can ask a bunch of questions. But don't you ever think God doesn't do nothing outside of that book. He stays in that book. He lives in that book. He said, I lifted that, my name, my name. I lifted that word above my name. That means I submit myself to that book. He don't ever change that book. You don't know what's in somebody's heart. Don't mind your business and don't go there. There's places you don't need to go. Why this happen? Don't go there. All you do is drive yourself up a wall. Forget it. Don't know why. Don't know. You get to heaven, ask a bunch of questions. But that'll help somebody in here because you got those unknowns. I don't know. And I don't know. I don't know. I ain't never going to know. And when you get to heaven, you're going to know. And when you get to heaven, you ain't going to care. Because when you get to heaven, you're going to be so caught up with heaven, you're going to probably remember these crazy questions we got. You know you know what I mean? So I don't know. But I know God's merciful and he's kind. I just said that to say that. What I don't know, I just trust God's character. That's all you got to do. What I don't understand, I just trust his character. Maybe, maybe sometimes you ever have something in your heart that ain't right? You know what I mean? Like you're like, I forgive you. You didn't forgive him. You know you didn't forgive him. You still hate him. You know what I'm saying? Come on, don't lie. 
Y'all lying church, you better cut it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I forgive him. We all do that confession, forgive thing. You know, I forgive. You liar. You didn't forgive him. You didn't even get out the parking lot. You halfway hate him. You know what I'm saying? It's okay. Sometimes this stuff takes time. And God's long-suffering and merciful and good and kind. And he'll give you time, man. So don't be quick with people. Give them time. Just because they hear forgive, first 10 minutes don't mean they're going to, oh, I forgive. And I really did forgive. No, God's long-suffering. Take it easy. I just tell you that for this. Don't change your faith or your theology because it looks like something wor- didn't work out the way you see it written. Does that make sense? Don't quit on the word just because it don't look like it happened. That's what happens. They get offended. Affliction and persecution gets them offended. I'm mad. Why am I going through this? Why? Blah, blah, blah. And then next thing you dig up a bunch of seeds and mess up your harvest. Be one of those guys. I don't really care what you do, God. I'm still going to believe you. How you like that? You speak his language. He likes it. Because he thinks you're ornery. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm ornery. I, don't, I, I believe your word. I don't really care. I drop dead right now. I still believe in life. You understand? What do you got to live for anyway besides faith? Go in there and tell him I believe every, I believe the periods, the commas, and all the, all the index and the maps. The whole book. Stand here tell God. And then when God tell you what you're going to do, boy, I stand there and believe you. Look over the guardrail of heaven. You're going to see me with the word of God. Stand there and say, you said it. And if we get to go to heaven and to say something when we get to heaven, I'm going to say, you wrote it in the book. That's why. Yeah, why? What are you going to do? You wrote it in the book. Don't put it in the book. That's what I've seen in the book, and that's what I live by. And if you're going to judge me by that book, then praise be to God. But you got to live in those pages. So, Because what happens is you'll get offended and the next thing you know, you're giving up all this seed because you got offended because it didn't work out the way you thought. Don't worry about it. Just stay in the pages. Don't come out of the pages, man. Stay there. What do you believe? I believe the Lord is good. His mercy endures forever. Glory to God. It don't feel good. I don't care. It don't look good. I don't care. It don't sound good. I don't care. It don't. I don't care. Live in the pages of the Bible because faith, what? Faith is now now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders attained a good report. We understand that the world that was seen is world by the frame by the word of God. God framed his world with faith. Your world's been framed with faith. You know what your world's framed with? By what you say. You frame your world by words. So what have you been saying? I say what God says. Just say what God says about every situation, every circumstance, even if it don't look like God's doing nothing. I'm going to say what you say. Abraham, believe God. Quicken the dead. Call those things that be not as though they were. Now, everybody wants to get into the, the fun stuff of faith. Yeah, you can't get, you got to get the first principles of faith. You got to learn the ABCs. Number one, you got to form faith. See, everybody's trying to, re- everybody's releasing stuff with unfaith-filled words. They don't produce no fruit. You ever have anybody give you lip service? Yeah. They just say, I love you. You don't love me. Yeah. You ever have somebody look you in the eye and say, I love you, and you know they love The text got power. They said, I love you, and there's something behind the text. You can feel it. Like, man, these people care about me. There's a way to say something. Load your words when you speak. You know what I'm saying? You got to load it. You load it with faith. Now, look at Romans 10.8. You doing all right? Did you like that? That's how you get it going, because how many of you want to get there? So you got to get some, some truth. So everybody realize this, faith is two places, okay? Faith is two places, in the mouth and in the heart, okay? You cannot get disagreement between the mouth and the heart. You have to to command agreement. You understand that? You can't, oh, I'm going to go out here, I had a bad day. You can't let your bad day undo your faith-filled mouth. Don't say nothing. I feel like Brother Hagin right now. (laughs) He done did that. He used to yell at us for not a bad way, but he'd be yelling at you, you know, a little bit. What's the matter with you? You know, like, fix your face. <laughs> Saying wrong things. Brother Norval's really rough, you flaky thing. He told me that the one time. I told you that Sunday or Thursday. He's like, you're flaky, you're flaky, flaky. You're a flaky, flaky. I said, what? You're going to talk funny. You're going to be flaky, flaky, you flaky thing. He was like, he was telling, could you start talking? Remember, you used to bring him root beer. He used to love that root beer. Holly used to go get him a special root beer. I miss him, right? 
He goes sit there. He's like, hi, Brother Norman, what do you do? He's like, don't you get flaky. He looked at me like, you flaky, flaky. Oh, my God. You know, we, we used to watch Jimmy Swagger. Oh, my God. Jimmy Swagger was on 24 hours a day at that house. Gloria, all them camp song meetings. Oh, my. You ever watch Jimmy Swagger on the back end? God bless Brother Swagger if you ever watched me. I almost went to go see him when I went to Baton Rouge, but he wasn't in. But you ever watch Jimmy Swagger for 24 hours? And all those camp songs keep coming on and on and on. I was like, Brother Norbert, can we watch ESPN, please? Jesus, good God. 900 degrees in here. Remember the heat? Oh, my God. You ever go in there? Oh, my God. 94 degrees outside, 97 inside. I was like, my God. Oh, it's like a sauna suit in here. It's like, I'm cold. I'm like, I'm sweating like bullets. It's okay. Whatever you want. But you're like, don't be flaky. Don't be flaky. You know what he was saying? Your mouth's getting you flaky. You're talking goofy because you're letting pressure say things in your mouth you shouldn't be saying. Oh, you got a little pressure and now you're going to say something different? Don't be flaky with your mouth. Don't say nothing. Words got power whether you believe it or not. You know what I'm saying? And when's the worst time? When you're going through and you're weak. You're weak. You got pressure. All right? Strong man's spirit because Proverbs 18. Strong man's spirit can sustain him through bodily pain and trouble, but a weak spirit nobody can bear. Your spirit gets weak. There's no telling what's going to come out of you. Now, let me help you, right? Because fruit changes quick because you could be speaking out of one side or the other side of your spirit, which is your soul and your spirit connecting the heart. Now, we've been talking about this lately, but it's very important because I was, I, I was all messed up. I was like, how in the world can I be talking like God one minute and talking like the Antichrist the next? This is me, not you. I'm just telling you me. Not cussing, but unbelief. I'm talking like holy, heavenly stuff. And the next minute, I'm talking a bunch of unbelief and junk, sound like a nitwit. I'm talking about me. You understand me? Yeah. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. Pastor Chris wasn't Pastor Chris dead. I was like, how in the heaven can one minute I sound like God? I'm blessing God. I'm doing this. And the next minute, I'm cursing my life. I'm complaining about everything. And I'm a mess. How could the abundance, and that bothered me. How could the abundance of the heart be coming out of my mouth if my mouth is saying this nonsense garbage, where is this coming from? And if my heart is only my spirit, I should not be able to talk like this. What is going on? So sometimes you find out who you are by learning what you're not. You know what I mean? And I knew I wasn't like lost. So why am I talking like this? And that's when I got the revelation. God helped me. He said, oh, you got to understand something. In your heart, your first Peter 3, 4 hidden man in the heart is where your soul and your spirit connect. And that's why at any given moment, your fruit could change real quick. And let me tell you about fruit growing on a tree. That's baloney. Don't look at a natural tree to tell me it's going to take long. It takes as long as you hear faith and believe. Because this is what you do. You look at the orange tree in the backyard and go, that took time. I'm not talking about no orange tree. I'm talking about miracle trees. You want... How in the heaven did you come out of light and step into darkness and step back into light? And you changed, You came out and you, you were got born again. He did it like this, instant. You want to change your fruit? You want to change your tree? I could change your tree right now by your beliefs. Right. When your beliefs are the governing factor of your life, I just change your fruit. Instantly. Because you ain't going to dip in the wrong pool. You Pastor, see, here's the problem. Your beliefs have not been formed yet and strengthened. They're weak. And because they're weak, you compromise them. Oh, I don't know where I compromise them. Your mouth and what you're doing. Oh, it ain't that big a deal. I'm going to be, I'm going to be. No, you're compromising in your mind. Starts in your mind. Think, say, and do. And then next thing is, well, maybe it ain't that big a deal going to church and doing this, tithing. I'm just picking on the whole room, so be quiet. Right? Going to church, tithing, this, that, that. I don't need to be part of no Bible study. Blah, 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 blah. I'm doing all right. I'm all blah, 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 blah. Next thing you know, you ain't even got no system of belief, and you're living like God knows what. Starts in your head. Next thing, your mouth's all crooked, saying the wrong stuff. Don't dip. You understand? Because here's the thing. Your mouth could either be connected to the word or you could have it connected to the flesh. Because it goes where your beliefs are formed. Does that make sense? So what happens is this. What happens if I have not formed my beliefs based upon the word of God? I form my beliefs based upon reason. You grew up in a home like that, every one of you. Good, bad, or indifferent. There were certain things you did in your home. How, my cousin and me were laughing. I just went home to see him. He made me laugh. He said, my God in heaven, he said, 
Nikki would have put my head through the wall if I did this stuff. I said, you ain't telling that lie. And I said, God's honest truth. He would have slapped you and slapped me for thinking about it because that's how you were. How many, come on, man. How many lived in the house? What mom and dad said, they weren't playing. Right? You know what I mean? Like, you ain't back talking in this joint. You know, no, 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 I'm not talking about abuse. Please understand what I'm saying. Right? There was things you did. Come on. You know what I'm saying? There's things you did. Your last name meant something. You don't act like that if you're going to be part of this family. Right? I, 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 you forget it. I stole something when I was a kid. She made me go back. She brought me back to the store. I think I took, I don't know, what did I take? A thimble. I stole a thimble. A real thief I was. I don't know. I took it like a kid. I took a thimble. I, should, I took a Rolex for crying out loud. Somehow, going to get busted. Might as well go down big. I was a kid. They, could, they probably would have gave it to me. Here, just keep it, kid. It was worth nothing back then. No, it was always right. But uh, I stole a thimble. You know, I, she made me go back to the store. Am I kidding? Made me go back to the store and bring it back. Why? You don't steal in this house. We're Sarnos. We don't steal. Some of you, your parents taught you how to be professional thieves. I went to school with a kid like that. Yeah, his dad was like, man, they were rough, man. There's nothing wrong with that. Just go slow. Hear me. Maybe you grew up in it. But guess what? Then you came into society and you tried to do that thing at work or at school and somebody slapped you and said, bro, you don't rob. You can't be robbing, bro. Well, my dad robbed and grandma robbed. Come on, man. Look, man, some of you were slinging dope. Don't, don't look like this is not the Waltons. Wake up. No, I'm being serious. Some of you lived a rough turn and it's like, it's cool in my house. Certain things were okay, right? Then all of a sudden you come in a society side that goes, hey, this is what you live by. Law and order. Hello? Come on, right? And you either live in the law or don't, or you stay on the edge, and sometimes you get caught, sometimes you get away with it, sometimes you do a little time, sometimes you, st- <laughs> sometimes you get mercy. Come on, let's be real, right? And then sooner or later, you got to wake up and go, wait a minute now, is there a higher standard of living? God says, yeah, my word. That's why you guys got to get something in your head. You think you're going to go out there and listen to these nitwits in the world? And they got a whole different idea about marriage. How about you? Well, we think this. I'm just living by the book. I ain't mad at nobody. I don't hate nobody. I love everybody. Well, this, is what, this is what we think. Well, my book tells me something different than maybe what you think, and I'm going with the book. Hey, what you doing with your money? What you doing with your money? Hey, I give some of my, I give my money because that's what God told me. Well, you crazy, you know how much money you save, you do this, whatever. Hey, look, bro, you do what you want to do. I'm living out of the book. You're going to forgive them people? Those people are evil. You shouldn't forgive people like that. Them people should be killed or shot, blah, blah, blah. I'm talking about, you know, people think like this, right? No, you're like, my book says forgive, so I'm going to forgive. I don't understand you. You don't understand me, and I don't understand you, but I got a different set of rules that govern me. I'm working with a king in a kingdom. You're working with a government and a democracy. I don't live in that mess. That's the problem. You try to pull both worlds in. And that's what some of you's got your biggest problem. You're compromising the word. They stay out there and say what? Compatible with these morons. Cut it out. We're church people now. We're just talking like church people. You know what I'm saying? So be church people and then know I got to form my beliefs out of the word of God and keep my beliefs. Otherwise, my flesh is going to govern me. And if your flesh is governing you, don't produce no fruit. Now, go to Romans 10, 8, and we're going to go because we got to go home. Right? Okay. But what's saying it, the word is what? Nigh thee in my mouth and in my heart. What you mean faith is in your mouth and faith is in your heart? God put it two places to have agreement. You know why? Because you, you want, I never heard this day in my life. I never heard this day in my life. Because your heart is in the kingdom and your mouth is in the earth. I never heard that day in my life. Somebody write that down. I'm going to need that later. What I say? Your, 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 heart is in, your heart is in the kingdom and your, your, your mouth is in the earth. It needs agreement. It needs confirmation. You like that? You like that? You like that? It's in there. That's good, ain't it? Because my heart's in the kingdom. It's in there. The kingdom of heaven's within. I got to get agreement in the earth. I get agreement in the earth through my mouth. I form beliefs in my heart. Now, what happens if my beliefs are not formed in my heart? Can't release them out of my mouth. Now, watch, he's going to prove it. He tells you. He says, look what he says. He said, the word of God, word which is faith which we preach. Now, watch this. Watch, watch Proverbs 10, 9. You're going to see this. That if thou shalt confess with the mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart, God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So we believe with the heart. Now, watch, he explains it. He breaks it down. He tells on himself. He shows you how to get it. That, watch this. For what the heart, what? Man believes on the what? 
So where does right, now what's righteousness? Right standing with God. Right standing with God. Okay, now watch this. But 2 Corinthians says, you, 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 a bunch of places in the Bible say, you, all right, how about Romans? You were made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus the minute you got born again. Is that true? Yeah. Righteous in your, you were made. You know what I'm saying? Made. You know what made means? Created to be. You can't undo what you've been made. So if you've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, aren't you always righteous? Yes. Yes, you are. But how do I find righteousness in beliefs in my agreement with them? So if I go, well, I know I'm supposed to forgive you, but I just buy Jilly Wallachers don't want to do it. <laughs> well, then guess what? You go, I'm not going to forgive Paul because I don't want to. And God's like, great. Well, guess what? You and me can't be in agreement there because I said forgive, and now I can't hear your prayers. Because that's my law. See, this is the thing. I've been preaching this for decades. Listen, consequences, they're already decided. God already wrote those in the book. Decisions are the only thing you and I have. Consequences he already wrote out. You see what I'm saying? And that's for people. They don't understand the system of heaven, and they go, well, why is my life like this? Because your decisions are only leading you to consequences, not blessings. So the moment you go, I'm going to forgive you just so I can get my prayers answered, praise be to God, you're going to wake up and say, whoa, consequences have already been written. Decisions are the only thing I got to choose. See it? So what are you choosing to do? So just, yeah, forgive. Why? I'm going to forgive out of spite. Praise be to God. Why? Because I want you screwing up my prayer life. I got that the first week of church. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. These jerks, this is how I, this is how I got it. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm not a mean guy, but this is what I thought in my head. These jerks are talking about me. Oh, my God. This was the best. They were talking about me. And I'm like, why in the heaven? I could see you talking about me, but why in the heaven do I have to hear it, Jesus? I mean, give me a break. Let them talk about me in private. Why does it have to be brought back to me by, like, carrier pigeons will find me? Like, you know, like... I, like, left the state, they will fly from other states and come to me and go, hey, so-and-so was talking about you. And I'm going, God, really, why do I have to hear my critics? And it didn't take him long to respond with, so you can walk in love. I said, well, isn't there an easier way to do this? He said, no, because how are you going to bless them that cuss you unless you don't hear those people cussing you? Now, some of you, the light should go on. You have been missing great opportunity for the tools. Yes, I said tools in church. It's going to be okay. That's a special instrument that God uses, okay? Some of the kids will understand what I'm saying. It's a little bit of slang. It's all right, right? The tools that show up to help you grow in love. They look like your relatives. Next time they show up, go, oh, you're the tool that God sent. That could be big. Maybe don't say that out loud, but think it in your mind. Oh, you're the tool that God's going to use as an instrument to help me. Like a drill is a tool. A screwdriver is a tool. Here comes a walking tool. They are going to show up and go, hey, guess what so-and-so said? And you're going to realize, hey, you're the one I've been waiting for. Because why do you got, why? Because you're going to tell me what? I'm like, how, how am I going to walk in love? How are you going to bless them that curse you? How are you going to do good to those that despitefully use you if somebody doesn't use you once in a while while you're loving God and doing the right stuff? Come on, somebody. Why don't you clap like you're getting this thing? You know what I'm saying? Now, some of you are missing a fantastic opportunity to go to another level because these tools might just keep showing up unless I learn. So you know what you do? Go like this. Praise God. I'm so glad you're here. I've been waiting for you. You're my promotion. Am I? Yes. Tell me more. Tell me more. Come on. Tell me more. Come on. Come on. Tweet them right now. Call them up. Ask. Put them on speakerphone. Let's, let me hear what they really think about me. Come on. Praise the Lord. Oh, call Aunt Mary too while you're at it. I know she's been hating me from 73. Get them all on the line. Let's merge the call. Let's Zoom for crying out loud. Let's just get it done. Let it all out. Oh, they don't like me. They don't like your hair. You're too bald. You're too this. Your jacket's shiny. I don't know what you don't like. I don't care. Come on. You know what I'm saying. Get it figured out. I'm just laughing. That's funny. Come on. My jacket's not that shiny. Relax. 
My head is shiny, though, as all get out. Come on, right? I had hair in those pictures. My mom's been in the archives. My God in heaven. If you stay on her Instagram, my God, you're going to get a, shot, a side show you've never seen before. Uh, I had hair back then. I had more hair on my eyebrows than I do on my head now, but praise <laughs> me to God. It's okay. God, God still loves me, all right? And you do too, right? So what I'm saying is this. Why do I hear it? So I can grow in love. So instead of missing the opportunity and going, I hate these people. Why are they so weird? Just go, hey, thanks, thanks for the promotion. Because I didn't have you being a challenge. See, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, tests, and temptations. Knowing this, that the trying to your faith work is patience. And patience after it has its perfect work makes you complete, entire, whole, wanting nothing. Amen. That means, you know what it means? I don't care what comes. I'm, a, I'm bigger than what comes. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Come on. You see it? Now, look what he says here. Look what he says. Right, oh, we got to go. Come on. Righteousness is what? Right standing. Now, watch this. Now, don't get... Now, we're not picking on nobody in the church world. Just hear me. Please hear me. How many of you say... How many of you believe in... How many of you believe in, you know, like, prospering? Don't raise your hand, but you believe in prospering. There's whole people in the body of Christ don't believe in prospering. So, even though God wants to make you rich, can they really go there? Because they're not in agreement with the word. How many of you believe laying hands on the sick and the sick recover? I believe that. How many of you know there's whole bodies of Christ people going to heaven, love God, great people. Nobody's critiquing nobody. I'm just trying to give you wisdom. They're love God, going to heaven. Maybe better, they're better Christians than we are. Maybe. But when it comes to that lay hands on sick business, they're like, that ain't happening for me. I ain't doing it. Are they in agreement with God in that area? There's still the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. They just don't have agreement. Therefore, you don't have benefit. See what I'm saying? How many of you know we tongue talkers, we believe in the Holy Spirit? If you don't have it, we'll help you get it. But you know we believe in praying in what? Glossolalia. Fancy word for praying. I want to get a t-shirt made. I want to get a sweatshirt that says glossolalia on it. Just so I can walk around and people go, what's that? Let me show you. What is glossolalia? Cool, baby. Shit, kitty, love, blah, blah, blah. I had a lady the other day. Did you hear that lady in the nail shop the other day? She made me laugh. She goes, who's Hugo? She didn't know who it was. Some of you don't know who it is. It's okay. It's a designer. Hugo Boss. Right? She goes, that lady asked that guy the other day. She goes, who's Hugo? He got a big old shirt say Hugo. I said, it's Hugo Boss, bro. Shirts. What am I saying? Matt, I'm trying to help you understand. What if I get my glossolalia shirt? I think I'm on to something. What is glossolalia? Well, let me show you. It's a fancy word for saying you're spirit-filled. How many of you... Uh, don't raise your hand. I don't want to make nobody back. How many, how many you know there's whole people, bodies, groups of people who don't say that tongues went out with the apostles? It's okay. I, I understand. It's not scripturally right because you can do it, but we love them. They're righteous. They're going to heaven. They're better Christians than we are. I like that saying, better Christians than we are, don't you? I love that part. I'm like the worst Christian in America, and God's blessing me wildly. Don't you like that? I gotta, it's gotta, like, I want to be the bad boys of Christianity. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to roll with those good Christians. Where are the bad ones at? Where are the ones borderline going to hell? Those are the ones I want to roll with. You know what I'm saying? Like, God, you think it's... Where's the one you said, like, man, I might have missed it letting them go to heaven? That's the crew I want to roll with. Why? Because they got no religion. I'm not in this thing because I got good works. I'm just in it by mercy and grace. How about you, baby? You know what I'm saying? Right? You know what I mean? I'm not trying to be bad, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? You know, it's funny, but it's true, ain't it? Like, I don't want to be with those religious, uptight, puckered up people, like sucking on lemons all day. Like, brother, you should not say the things you say. Last time I checked, God gave me the mic, so be quiet. Say what I want to say. I'm going to timeout when I get to heaven. I'm just happy I'm going to be good. Van's going to be amazing. It's going to be good. We're going to be together. You're going to be there, too? Yeah, Vaughn's going to be there. We're going to be there. We're going to be there. We're all going to be together. We're going to have a good time. It's going to be great. Jerry's going to be there. He didn't admit it, but I know it. Right up there. Put it up there. Come on. Leave that scripture up there. Oh, my God. We got to go home. Right? And what? Believe it on the righteousness. So let's just say, let's just say this. Let's just say this. God's here. God's like, hey, here's me and my standard of life. He's like, you can come up here with agreement in my word. That's faith. But if you want to stay down there, you can. But I want you to be blessed. I want you to be favored. I want you to have good health. I want you to have the tongues. I want you to have the blessing. I want you to have the wealth. I want you to have all of it. But what do you want to do? You say, oh, no, I'll just stay down here. Don't have agreement. Don't have agreement. Can't form a belief. Now, I want you to look at that. For what the heart man does what? 
So until you get righteous agreement, you do not have beliefs formed. That's why I said because of righteousness, remember I read that to you? From righteousness, you go from faith to faith. What happens if you don't have righteousness? You don't go from faith to faith. You stay right where you are. So everybody accept and agree. Now, how do you accept and agree? You outweigh your unbelief. How do you out-tip your scale? I don't know how much truth you need. And don't tell me it's the same thing over and over. That's not true. Because you reject it. You got to get wisdom, knowledge, accumulation of witnesses. Go get truth from every angle and develop what? Beliefs. Yeah, that's good, ain't it? You know, and then when you say them over, now here's my question. What happens the first time you hear it? You form a belief. What do you do every time thereafter you hear it? You strengthen the belief you form. Now here's the question. But did you really form a belief or do you come in and out of it? So once you believe, once you form a belief, you understand what I'm saying? The Bible says it, man. That's it. Then you form that belief, you don't come off that belief. Stay there. I don't care what I see. I'm going to say what it says. See it? Amen. Now you can't come out. Well, no, no. You got to form that belief and then you strengthen it by what? Hearing again. Faith comes by? Hearing. And hearing by what? So what happens after I form it? How many of you heard about, how many of you heard about lay hands on the sick about a hundred times by now? What is it doing? It's already been a belief I formed a decade ago. But what does it do now? It strengthens what I believe even when I don't see it working. Because I don't walk by sight. I walk by faith. See it? You see it? You got it? I said, did you get it? Now watch this. For what the heart man believes on the righteous, then you can say something. You got a bunch of people screaming a bunch of stuff. They don't believe. It don't work. And then everybody, like, why didn't it work? You didn't do it right. You got to wire it. You got to wire it right. You got to wire it right. Works the same time all the time, every time. Got to wire it right. What happens if you leave one wire out? What happens, Joel? Whole thing don't work. Why? It ain't connected right. It ain't connected right. You got to connect it right. So then you got to go, oh, okay, wait a minute. What do you do when you got a problem? You troubleshoot. Okay, wait a minute. Stop. What's going on? Ain't working. Let me go back. Let me see. Did I form that belief? Oh, here we go. Okay, then I got to release it. Let my mouth confession be made unto. Pop that over there, please. Confession then is made unto salvation. What's that mean? Sozo. You know what sozo means? Health, deliverance, healing, provision, everything the word of God can produce in your life. Confession, salvation, sozo, delivered, set free, out. Come on, man. What, what do we learn today? Hey, man, my heart's in the kingdom, but I got to get agreement in the earth. How do I get agreement in the earth? With my mouth. My, come on, now watch this, though. Things say do. Think, everybody say, well, faith without works is dead. Yeah, it is, but go slow. It just needs expression of action. But here's the thing. If you don't load it up with beliefs, what good is moving? How many people you see do that? I'm going to just do it anyway. They don't believe it. Flushing pills down the toilet. You crazy? Take your medicine. Cut it out. Have a belief first, then get a miracle. They ain't got beliefs. They hear echoes in the body of Christ. If you stay here long enough, I get you off everything you've ever been on in your day in your life. Why? Because you don't, because you know, I'll help you with the word of God, but you ain't going to do this overnight. You're going to take 20 years of faith and you're going to get this done in 20 minutes? You better wake up, man. We might get a miracle, but if we don't get a miracle, that changed my life. I said, God, this ain't fair. He goes, yes, it is. I said, well, why do you do miracles for some people and other people you don't? He said, what I can give you in a miracle, you can get by faith. <sighs> that makes it fair for everybody. So if people get miracles, everybody's like, everybody got a miracle. Who cares? Get a miracle all day long. I pray everybody in the room gets a miracle. I'd rather get it by my faith. I don't even want miracles. God want to do a miracle, he can. But I don't really want to buy a miracle because most of the people that get a miracle don't have the faith to keep the miracle. So then they got to go back looking for miracles. God don't want you to have no miracle mentality. Only wants you to have a faith mentality. Now, I believe in the God of miracles, and we've seen miracle after miracle in this place, and we're going to continue to see them. I don't despise them. I'm excited about it. But let me tell you right now, you put faith in you, learn the principles of faith, learn how to wire it, learn how to put it together, learn how to call those things that be not as though they were. See, here's people like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to talk like that. No, no, no. You got to talk like that. That's how faith works. You got to say what God says when you don't see God moving. You got to do what God said do. And God God will do miracles. You understand that? I said he'll do miracles. You understand that? Any miracle you believe in God for, he'll do it. Why can't he do it? He'll do whatever you believe him for. I'm serious. He'll do it. Creative stuff. He'll create stuff. He's a creative God. You understand what I'm saying? He'll do creative miracles. He'll do whatever you ask him to do. Why not? Don't let nobody, and don't let nobody pigeonhole your faith. 
Oh, you better come back down here, brother. Get with everybody else. You're all the crew of unbelief. No way. Get around people talk big. Get around big talkers. And get around people when you say what you say, they go, praise be to God, go do it. Pray, go get it. Go get two. Go buy three. Jerry bought another fishing pole last week. I'm supposed to tell everybody that? Praise God. Buy seven. Come on. Come on. What? No, why? No, could get excited about people with faith and stay around them. You hang around with a bunch of duds. You ever been around negative people, unsaved people, lost people, boring people, unfaithful people? Boy, they're like, they, they're downers, man. How'd you get that? <laughs> I'm done. You can play. You ever get those people to do this? Well, how'd you get that? You know, those Christians you hang out with? You need to get new friends. How'd you get that? I'm just happy to come live in what you got. <laughs> Paul, Paul, I told Paul the other day, where'd I go? I went to their house. I said, where's my room? I went to your place. I'm like, where's my room? Where are you planning on going? I don't know. I'm just going to move around the church and figure out who got a nicer pad. <laughs> yeah, I ain't going to no tree house. You got no air conditioning out there. You crazy. No, I got out there. <laughs> who got waterfront? Pro- Praise God. I can look at the waves. Glory to God. Come to Georgia. Go to the mountains. Glory to God. I like having friends in high places. Ain't that a song? <laughs> I got friends right in high places. Isn't that a song? Who's that? Who sings that song? Low places? I got friends. I screwed up the whole song. You know my unbelief couldn't come out of my mouth. I got friends in high places. That's the only friends I got. <laughs> Stand up on your feet. I got friends in high places. That's all they live. But understand what I'm saying. It's good. It's funny. It's right. We're, you got to ask yourself. Look at your governing. So that's what it, look at what you're thinking, saying, and doing. And then backtrack through your beliefs that you formed, because now it's governing. So you think, say, and do. I'm governed by my beliefs. They've been formed and strengthened by either the Word of God or what I think. So if you don't like your actions, we got to change your beliefs. Once we change your beliefs, we could change your actions, but all you really are is a product of your beliefs. I don't think it's that big a deal. It's not going to become a big deal until you make it a big deal. So I'm saying, I don't. So once I change the beliefs, now we're. But wait a minute, though. Where are your beliefs formed? Oh, and what I think, not safe. They got to be formed in the Word of God. Once you form them in the Word of God, now they become safe. Otherwise, they they have a human element to them. You know what I'm saying? Like compromise is going to be connected because God's got no compromise. So now you got your beliefs, word, right? You got the word. And then you got form and strength and beliefs, govern things they do. Now watch righteousness. Anything you build with God, what about prayer? Now everything becomes belief-oriented, not flesh-oriented. So say we take prayer. What's your prayer? What's righteousness look like to you? You build it back up to beliefs. You just go, well, God made me righteous the minute I got born again. Every time you try to undo it with, well, I'm not living right, doesn't make a difference. Living right doesn't make you righteous. The position of faith does. So now I'm governing by the positive. Because what's going to happen is this is going to switch after my beliefs are formed. I'm going to try to think less of myself and God's going to bring me back to the Word to elevate my game to where He sees me. See it? Now I'm going in there. Oh, my Christianity ain't too hot. Jesus said, no, 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 stop. You're righteous. You're about as hot as it gets. Because it's not based on works. It's based on position. And then you start getting those scriptures. You see it? Now, watch this, your mind, right? Oh my God, I'm thinking about, no, stop, wait a minute, where do I govern? Where do I govern my thinking based upon my beliefs? And my beliefs need to be formed from the Word. And the Word of God says, what? Cast down every imagination, the high thing, the exalt. See, now I'm governing my life based on my beliefs, not on fighting this thing in flesh and blood, but I'm doing this in spirit. And now I'm a faith. Uh, the just are supposed to live by, supposed to walk by, live by, obtain the promises of God by, protect myself with it's the great faith confession everything's faith by faith I'm saved now I live in faith so this is it you use it in every area of your life you don't just use it to obtain promises see everybody thinks I use faith to obtain promises from God no you live faith to live every minute of your life why do you think he said contend for the faith hold on to your faith don't forsake your faith don't shipwreck your faith keep your faith you either in faith or unbelief all the time. Amen? So we do. Hang on to it. Amen? 
Praise the Lord. Lift your hands to heaven. I'm going I'm, to I'm pray for this Ukraine thing. You know, and this is getting ridiculous. You know what I mean? This thing. And let me tell you something right now. Y'all better, y'all better start witnessing to your friends and being the light. Because, you know, you're living in the last days. We might be seeing it right before our eyes. I know every generation has said that, but this ain't no joke. You know, this thing's supposed to be, I don't know Bible prophecy like some of you do and guys out in there, but all I know is this. You're going to see this, and you're going to see, you're, you're going to see, you're seeing it now. You watch, you can put your hands out there. You see in Russia, and you, listen, I know a lot of guys that I know, there's great Russian churches. This is not about Russia. This is about Ukraine. This is about good and evil, guys. You do not dislike a people group just because their their leaders are just thinking different right now. I'm not mad at no. It's good and evil, man. Stop. Okay? But here's what you're going to see. You're going to see this. You're going to see China. And then you're going to see Iran. And Iran's going to try to use that nuclear stuff to push Israel. Because they hate Israel. And I'm sorry. God bless the Iranians. God bless the people group. I got Iranian friends. I, I'm not good and evil, guys. Understand what I'm saying. Good and evil. And then you're going to see these guys turn on Israel and try to, try, try to have that holy war in between there. And it's going to be disastrous because Israel will prevail. But you're talking about the catching away of the church, man. This thing's getting closer by the minute. I don't know if we've ever seen it. Now, I pray the mercy of God upon everybody. But this ain't no time to be trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? You're watching it happen. And this ain't about nothing but power. And, you know, we try to talk about green and resources. It's about... It's close. Now, let's pray to God. We stay here a long time. But there's a bunch of lost people need to get found. And there's a lot of innocent people dying don't need to die. This is ridiculous. This does not need to be going on. So we're going to ask. We're going we're gonna to pray. Now, I understand some of this stuff cannot be stopped, but some stuff could be spared. And let's hope. And this might be able to be stopped. And we could rewrite history. And I don't know. We're still writing a book of Acts. Let's write a new, brand new chapter about good stuff. I don't know what we could do. But I know there's righteous people in the earth that can pray. So let's pray. And we're going to believe God. Father, we just thank you right now. For we thank God. Father, we thank you for the Ukrainians. We thank you for the Russians, God. We thank you for everybody, God. God, it's not about people from a country or people from a region. It's about good and evil, God. And, you know, sometimes it seems like peace, peace can prevail in any situation. God, you can negotiate anything. You can talk about anything with peace. The Bible says that you can't even really sow the right seed unless it's a peaceful seed of righteousness. So, Father, I pray we could come back to a place of communication, not a place of war. Father, anything could be inevitable, but, Father, I thank you that you can intervene. Thank you for your hand upon these nations and these countries to bring peace and to bring, to bring sanity, God, in some of this stuff. It's so sad. Father, thank you for your mercy upon the righteous. Father, if there is one righteous, ten righteous, twenty righteous, spare the, spare the cities and spare the country and spare the states and spare the people. Father, I thank you that your hand will move mightily, supernaturally. You can do it, Jesus, and we believe you. You can bring peace to this situation, and we can rewrite the history books of heaven. For the goodness of God shall be upon the earth all the days of our life. In Jesus' name we pray. If you just keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed for just a moment. As we're seeing, we do live in uncertain times, and Jesus warned us about that. In John 16, he said, You will see trouble and you will see sorrow, but take heart, for I've overcome the world. So we know that when we have him living on the inside of us, that we can overcome no matter what comes our way. But maybe you're in this room today and maybe you don't know for sure. Maybe you say, I don't have him in my life. I don't have that assurance that I can overcome no matter what happens. Maybe you've lived for him and maybe you've taken a season where you've walked away from him. Either way, he's waiting for you today. So I just ask that everyone bow your head and close your eyes in this place. We don't want to embarrass anyone. But if that's you today and you say, I want to know for sure that Jesus is the Lord of my life, would you just raise your hand as high as you can right now? Just say, that's me today. I want to make sure that Jesus is the Lord of my life. I want to commit my life and myself to him right now. Uh, those, just those, You can put your hands down. That's the greatest decision you can make. If you're watching right now online, you can make this decision right where you're at. And if everyone in this room today would just repeat after me, just say this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I do believe in my heart that you are the Son of God. I believe you came to earth and gave your life in exchange for mine. So right now, I confess with my mouth that you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I ask you to forgive me 
of my sins. And I commit to you that today, from this day forward, I make you my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Come on and rejoice this morning. If you prayed that prayer for the first time and you want to know a little bit more about what you just did, I invite you to go back to our Welcome Center and see someone. Otherwise, get in church. Whether I said this this morning, whether you've been saved one day or a hundred days or a hundred years, you should come be in church. You need to learn these principles. I've heard Pastor Chris teach faith for over about 20 years now. And guess what? It never gets old because there's always new revelation. Amen. So get in here. Invite your friends to church. People need hope. People need Jesus. Amen. So make sure you're inviting them and you're bringing them. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.